Hi, this is Bob Bostock, and welcome to Discover DEP, the official podcast of the New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection. Each week, we talk with DEP experts about how we protect and preserve New Jersey's air, water, land, and natural and historic resources. So that you'll never miss one of our podcasts, please subscribe to Discover DEP on iTunes or Google Play. You can also follow DEP on the web at nj.gov DEP. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy our podcast. Hi, this is Bob Bostock, and welcome to another edition of Discover DEP. Today we are joined by Kerry Kirkflew, Director of the Office of Local Government Assistance in the Commissioner's Office here at DEP. Kerry has been the Director of Local Government Assistance for about a year now, succeeding Cindy Randazzo, who joined one of our podcasts last year. The Office of Local Government Assistance plays a crucial role as a liaison between local governments and DEP. Carrie makes sure that the lines of communication are open between the mayors and DEP and that local issues are heard and addressed. This allows DEP to make informed, effective policy decisions and helps ensure that our local officials are well aware of what's going on here at DEP and how it might affect their municipalities. So, Carrie, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. Carrie, tell us a little bit about the Office of Local Government Assistance. What's its goal? What role does it play in our 565 communities? And do you cover the 21 counties as well? Correct, yes. Okay, so yes. that's 586 governmental units. Yes, yes, yes. The goal of the office and the mission of the office is a liaison to all 565 mayors and municipalities. What that basically means is I'm in the field four out of five days a week visiting with towns, ensuring that they know the function of our office, that we're there to support them, that we're there to provide information to them, and that we're there to make them feel as though they're a partner in environmental decision-making that affects their municipalities. Most of my appointments are with administrators. Most people may not realize uh, most of our mayors are part-time mayors. They're not full-time mayors. And I say part-time very loosely. They are full-time mayors, even though they may be having jobs elsewhere. But administrators or clerks often run the towns in their absence. Yeah, in the day operations. In day-to-day operations, exactly. I have met with administrators, clerks, and mayors. And on occasion, I do a cold call if I can't get a response from the town. And often those are towns where they have office hours of a very limited scale. So we'll stop in, knock on the door, and say hello, leave my business card, and say, call me if you need me. And we do always do follow-up. So as you're going to these different towns, is there any common theme you kind of hear in terms of feedback from the different people you've spoken with across the state? I think that the one reaction that's consistent is delight that someone has taken the time to come from Trenton to visit their little town whether it's a little town, a little hamlet, or a large town, Jersey City or Patterson, there's gratitude. And I think that that's enormous in establishing these partnerships that we talk about and a relationship to work to our, our common end, which is environmental protection within our municipality and our state. And of course, you've been at DEP for uh, more than just the past year in this role as local government assistance. Mm-hmm. How long have you been at DEP? I have been a member of the DEP family for 29 years. 29 years. Yes. So you started as a junior high school intern, (laughs) apparently. But uh, over the course of those almost 30 years, what sort of positions have you held here? I started uh, as a social scientist in the Division of Science and Research, and I was actually hired one of three people to uh, work with our technical people on how to more effectively communicate environmental health risk and to work on strategies to establish dialogues with communities. So I've had a lot of experience working with people and 
and bringing science to people and making sure that those people who are disenfranchised in some way are given a voice in decision making. With all that experience, you bring a great deal of knowledge to the table, obviously, when you're meeting with these local officials. And that must also help them feel more comfortable with you and uh, makes it easier, really, for you to help address some of their concerns, too. It's useful to have had a kind of a diverse uh, career background, having been in science and research, having been in watershed management, having lived in the commissioner's office for a number of years. It's given me a broad perspective so that I at least know what programs and people in the department to go to to get a more detailed answer if one is needed. That's great. If you look back on the past year or so, what are some of the things that you've learned that have surprised you about the job? You know, 30 year, almost 30 years at DEP, you would think you've seen most anything, but perhaps not. So I've lived in New Jersey most of my life, and I think the, the most surprising thing has been how few towns I've actually been in. I may have passed through them unknowingly, but I think that that's been the most surprising is how could I have missed it? Aside from just the surprise of having missed these extraordinary towns is the realization is how extraordinary they all are, how unique and diverse and interesting and worth visiting each one of our towns are. That's one of the great things I think about this state is that in so many ways, uh, not only in terms of some of the environmental challenges we have faced and successfully addressed over the past half century or so, this state is in so many ways a microcosm of the, of the entire country. It really is. It's a wonderful state. I've always loved New Jersey, and people talk about, oh, I'm going to retire here or there. I have no interest in going anywhere but staying here. And it's because there is such opportunity for, uh, you know, different landscapes. I mean, you go down to Cumberland County and you have the beautiful Delaware Bay Shore. You go up to Warren and Sussex County in the Highlands. You go to our coastal regions and you have the oceans. It's just tremendous opportunities, really, to experience all sorts of things in one state. Yeah, it's really quite extraordinary. And also considering that we're the most densely populated state in the Union, I'm sure you've been struck with your travels of how much of New Jersey is still undeveloped and kind of pristine. It is remarkable. I mean, you, you talk about West New York, for example, whose population is 53,000 in 1.3 square miles, and compare that to Tavistock, which is 0.2 square miles and a population of five. And then you go down to Cumberland County and you have square miles of in the double digits with populations of just several thousand in you know, the Pinelands area or up in uh, Sussex County, Wolpack Township, with maybe 14 people and 25 square miles uh, and a, a national park living in most of its town. It's quite interesting and very different. There's been a lot of talk, uh, particularly recently, about promoting consolidation among our municipalities as a kind of an efficiency measure. But have you found that all of these different towns, 565, have such unique personalities that they're kind of reluctant to want to consolidate with somebody else? I think ultimately the market will, will drive consolidation, I think. But I think that the resistance definitely is the unique and charming personalities of each of the towns. And as you kind of dive into it more, some really good arguments for the reasons we have so many towns. You know, you have Tavistock, for example. The dispute there was over a golf course and being mm -hmm. able to, to golf on a Sunday. You have Laurel Springs, which is so beautiful and so different. Right off of the highways, you go into Walt Whitman territory. Mm. People don't want to lose those very unique personalities. Mm. And I do think that while consolidation makes sense from an economic point of view, a fiscal point of view, there would be something lost 
tremendous loss if we were to consolidate. We would lose these interesting historic towns. Yeah, they all have a history and a culture, really, that uh, is as varied as the number of municipalities. Absolutely, yeah. without question. Yeah. What would you say is the most rewarding aspect of your job so far? You know, aside from the opportunity to visit each of the towns, I, th I would say the opportunity to provide answers to questions, to, um, to unclog a clog, if you will, to provide access to people and a solution to a problem that a town has had. And, and we've had a number of examples of that throughout the, the 13 months that I've been on board so far. So it's, that's extremely rewarding. Are there any examples that kind of stick out in your mind? There's ongoing ones. Uh, the town of Phillipsburg, for example, Mayor Ellis has an infrastructure issue. And we were able to put him in touch with the Environmental Infrastructure Trust and our water infrastructure people. And they're working on a master plan to deal with some of the challenges that our aging infrastructure in that town faces. And that's just one example. I mean, so many of our towns, because New Jersey is so old, have similar problems. And I think that providing information about our wonderful programs and how we can support them in achieving a quality of life and environmental protection, that's something that uh, this office has been able to sort of help connect the dots to, to make happen. And it must be a bit of a balancing act for you because you know, on the one hand, you work for DEP and you're carrying out the policies and helping people understand the regulations that we have. But in other ways, you're also an advocate for the municipalities as well that you visit when they have a particular problem. So how do you manage that kind of tension between those two roles? It's not as hard as it would seem. I've been here for 29 years, and so I am DEP person, first and foremost. But what my visits to the towns and conversations with mayors and municipalities have, have provided for me is a perspective that I, I, I lacked prior to these 13 months. And I think it's important, and as a social scientist, it's important for us to listen, to have an understanding of where people are coming from, and to work collaboratively to solve problems. And I think that that's what this office really, I think, is set up to do, to offer a perspective internally so that when we move forward with our rules and regulations, we're doing so with a knowledge and understanding of the unique challenges that municipalities are facing. Do you have that mapped out or uh, how does that work? Well, it's interesting the way we approach it. We send emails out to all the towns in a particular county and we say, Carrie is going to be traveling on these days in this county. We'd like to set up an appointment with you. And that's kind of how we've been approaching it. Generally speaking, I do five appointments a day. The ones that we can't get during the day hours, we'll start going to, to night meetings as well. And I go to night meetings anyway, but primarily I like to go during the business day and, and meet with the town and seeing the hustle and bustle in the town and see the town, especially now that it's dark. That's sort of the approach, and it's been pretty successful. So. Yeah, that's extraordinary. <laughs> that's just, I, and of course, before you came into this job, the previous position you held gave you lots of experience kind of in, in listening and, and understanding and challenges that individuals or communities might have had. Tell us a little bit about what you did before you took on this position. As a social scientist, what my goal was is to improve public policy. And the best way that one does that is to have an understanding of varying perspectives. You may disagree vehemently, and the perspective may in fact be wrong. It just may be factually wrong, but it's important for us in order to develop good public policy, good rules and regulations, to listen to the diversity of opinions, to consider the facts, to consider and, and try to identify the unintended consequences, and then 
make an informed decision and to have that decision be well explained so that while people may disagree, they have an understanding and it, it isn't something that takes people off guard or is done without consideration of alternative opinions and facts. I remember uh, seeing you in your previous role facilitating a stakeholder kind of public meeting on a controversial issue, no need to recall the specific issue, but I remember walking into that room and you could tell just by the body language of the attendees that people were spoiling for a fight. But you did such an amazing job moderating that meeting that by the end of the meeting, everybody who was people on different sides of the issue and DP staff and everybody else, the meeting was over and people just started gathering and chatting about it and explaining their different points of view in a very collegial way, which was quite an extraordinary thing for me to watch uh, to see how you handled that. So that experience and skill must really be helpful in this role as well. It's extremely helpful and thank you for saying that. It comes down to listening and respecting people's opinions, even if you disagree with them. So as we look towards the end of this administration, now you of course will be here after Governor Christie leaves office and after Commissioner Martin uh, leaves his post. Do you hope to stay in this position or are you looking for another opportunity within DEP? I love this job. I hope that I can continue in it and maybe even do some more, offer perspective and information and uh, be considered an asset. I think that I do bring experience, certainly having visited all of the towns, I have some insight into what's going on in the state. So yes, I hope that I can stay on and help the, the new administration, but mostly to help the citizens of New Jersey. So I think, Carrie, you have uh, put to the lie that old joke of the most insincere things people say, you know, I'm from the government and I'm here to help you. There's no doubt when you show up in a town hall to meet with an administrator or a mayor or a town clerk that you really are there to help them. And I think that the role that you have played and the effort that you put into meeting with all these local officials has done a great deal to help the reputation of the DEP out in the state of New Jersey. Well, thank you very much. Uh, and I think Commissioner Martin often says in his talks that when he first got here, he'd be approached by local officials telling them horror stories. And, and in more recent years, with the transformation that's gone on, often they're, they're there to say thank you and frequently to say thank you for the visit that you paid to their community and helped them out with the challenge. Well, thank you so much. I think we need to always remember that the business of the state happens at the local level and it's extremely important to have that partnership, have a strong relationship so that our objectives for a clean environment and economically healthy state are implemented and it only happens at the local level. Absolutely. Carrie, I understand you have set yourself the goal of meeting with officials in every one of New Jersey's 565 municipalities. How far along are you and how close are you to meeting that goal? Uh, yes, I did have that as my goal, and I'm happy to report that as of November the 30th, I have successfully visited all 565 municipalities. Out of breath just thinking about it. Wow, <laughs> how many miles do you think you put on the car doing oh that? Oh my gosh, I I couldn't even begin to imagine. I yeah. don't know, thousands. It's got to be many thousands. Yes, many well, thousands. I, I hope you were using a clean emissions vehicle. Of course, absolutely. Excellent. Well, that's good to hear. Well, congratulations on reaching that milestone. We're going to contact the Guinness Book of Records and let them know. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I want to thank you, Carrie, for taking time to uh, speak with us today. And, of course, we need to say be sure to drive safely out there on the roads as you travel around our beautiful state at this beautiful time of the year. So thank thanks so much. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure being here. Thanks for listening to Discover DEP. 
If you have comments on the podcast or ideas for future podcast topics, please email us at podcast at dep.nj.gov. Enjoy the rest of your day.